Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That is our goal here every single day. Heel Squad, we've got something special in store for you this week. We want to invite you into our inner circle, our inner Heel Squad. So we're going to share a little taste of what it looks like to be part of our exclusive Patreon community. So if you didn't know, uh, we host monthly heel events for our members with all the world leading experts and healers that you hear on this show. The cool thing is, is some of these people don't even take clients anymore. So the fact that we can have them on this one-on-one Zoom experience is really, really cool. These live events have made such an impact on us and our community. So we wanted to show you guys a little bit about what that's like. I would get your notebook ready and um, and get ready. So the difference between the show and the Patreon is it's more intimate We're on a Zoom together once a month. It's super, super cool. We get to kind of know each other. So we know everyone's faces and names now, and it's such a cool vibe and experience. It's intimate. Um, It's one-on-one. You know, we're able to ask questions. We're able to engage with each other. It's really sweet. I really love it. It's fun. And I love my favorite part, honestly, about it, Maria, is like our Patreon community has like all become each other's best friends, right? Like each other's accountability partners. We just had a recent event with Agape and this one girl, she needed help. And we had another patron member jump in and say, oh, I got you. Like they live on different coasts. They would have never known each other. It's really special and it's really cool. It's like you have instant best friends, right? I love An it. instant community. And, um, you know, we've done different things for our Patreon community, whether we've given them gifts from my closet because I get... So many things sent to me, so I like to share. Um, We have some guests that we're keying up now that um, are hoping to mentor uh, a few lucky people through the Patreon community. So we get extra special stuff in there for everybody, and uh, we really love it. 
And so we wanted to give you a taste of what it's like to be inside that world. Obviously, you're not going to see the visual. You'll just hear these episodes. Um, But if you want to be a member, Queen, take it away. Give them the instructions. Oh, If you guys want to be a member, you can go to mariamenunos.com where you can sign up for Patreon on there. Or even an easier way is at the link in the Better Together Instagram bio. Click on it and click join Patreon. And then this is the $10 and up tier that gets these events, which you guys, I can't even express to you how ridiculous that is. Because I mean, I even, some of these guests that come on, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to work with them. And then I'm like, oh God, like Maria said, A, they don't even take clients. A lot of them don't. And if they do, it's really expensive. So we get, they give us their time and it's so special and so valuable. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, Maria, but I feel like when they're with us, they feel safe too. Like we've had a couple guests that have opened up, you know, in ways that they wouldn't typically on a normal show. Right. It's like, cause they feel comfortable. They're Mm -hmm. just on this live zoom in this community with our people. So anyways, it's just, it's really special. I know I do. Yeah. I feel super safe in there yeah. and and free. So friends, you are this week an honorary member of the Patreon community. If you want to join, like Kelsey said, the easiest thing is go to Better Together with Maria on Instagram, click the link in bio and you can join easily or actually... The summary of this episode. There you go. Duh, click you the go. link in the summary of this episode, <laughs> even easier. And join us for $10 a month. You can be in on these events and be a part of this really cool group. And um, I'll let Kelsey take it from here. It's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Heel Squad. Happy Hump Day. Today, we have the one and only Xavier Dagba. He is with us. Gosh, when Kevin and I did Xavier's original interview on Better Together... We made it a two-parter. It was each an hour long. This man is a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. He's a trauma-informed transformational life coach. He's a shadow work facilitator. Oh my gosh, Kevin says it best. He is just touched by angels. Xavier is so special. And he talks to us on this heal event about how to actually feel our emotions. We talk about mental health a lot, you know, and mental health awareness. But I think that feeling emotions just still doesn't happen. I know it's really hard for me. It's like we suppress them. We don't actually feel them. And that's the key. That's a, that's the key to positive mental health is feeling your emotions. So Xavier really gives us some tips and tools on how to do that. He talks about grief. And I don't think I've ever heard grief put in such a beautiful way. This is just a really special episode. And Xavier is a really special person. So feel your feelings, you guys, because that's what's going to let you tap into that higher self. I know I'm working on it. So I hope you guys work on it with me and please enjoy the episode. Oh, and also if it spoke to you, please share it with a friend and join us, join us next month on Patreon, $10 a month. It is really a special community and you get access to these incredible healers on a live zoom. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. Please enjoy. So Xavier is going to be talking about shadow work tonight and emotional alchemy, which I don't know what that specifically means, but we're about to find out. So Xavier, it's all you. Oh my goodness. I feel a lot of pressure now. So I want to say. <laughs> you do. You're good. I want to say thank you for having me to all of you. You know, I mean, this is your space. Of course, um, it has been initiated by my connection with Kevin, you know, Kelsey and now Maria. I really just want to say thank you for having me here. And it is humbling 
to be here with all of you. Like I'm, I'm receiving, just connecting to your energy. Like I'm looking at all of these faces and for some reason it feels like I'm in the presence of a lot of light workers. I'm just going to put it this way. I feel like the work that you're doing here is not just for you. It's also being infused in the ways you're showing up in your circles, whatever that look, whatever your circles may be. So thank you for being here. Now, I would like to introduce a little, um, so that, just so that you may know who you're talking to, and I'm going to keep it short. Um, who am I? I'm a fellow human being, you know, just like here trying to do the best I can and to serve the best I can. Um, I'm a trauma-informed transformational life coach by training. I'm a shadow work facilitator as well. Um, there are so many more modalities that I use in my work, but I'm not going to define myself as such. Um, there are really just modalities that allow me to... Um, touch people at a very intimate level and allow them to live truth, in my opinion. And this is what I do. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what excites me every day to live truth myself, live from my heart and to help people do the same thing. And the reason why we're having this conversation today is so that you may lean even more in that space. What does it look like for me in my own life to operate at the speed of truth? What does it look like in my own life to operate at the speed of my heart, not the speed of my wounds, not the speed of unresolved issues that are still operating in my body, but the speed of this now moment? What does it look like for me to stand vertical, straight, and really to lead my life from that perspective. So I really just wanna give some degree of context here before we dive into the, the material of shadow work. And as we lean into this you know, conversation, I don't, I, I'm inviting you not to look at it as a presentation, but a conversation. As we lean into this conversation, I wanna say, feel free to type your questions in the chat if they are relevant to the, to the whole presentation, I will do the best I can to expand on them. So please feel free um, to co-create with me. Please do not let it be a boring monologue. You know, that would be the most boring thing ever. So I will just throw this intention right here about shadow work. How can we really just define shadow work? Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you.
the way I relate to shadow work in this moment, it is making the unseen seen, the unseen within you, allowing yourself to let the unseen seen. It is getting into that place where you reconcile with the parts of you that you had denied, disowned, consciously or unconsciously. This is what shadow work is, in my opinion. Getting into that place where the parts of you that you deemed ugly or person that you valued tremendously deemed ugly, deemed um, unworthy. And very often it's like parental figures. They will say things like, hey, um, this is wrong. This is bad. This is too much. We don't do this here. We don't do that here. And I'm not saying that I'm not here to try to say we just as parents should just be welcoming of absolutely everything. That's not what I want to uh, pretend here. But what I want to say here is very often through that process of maturation, we happen to create a dark corner in our consciousness. And when I say dark here, it's not negative. It is unknown. We create a box in our psyche that we don't want to operate from. We want to hide. You know, and Kevin is saying out here, my anger. That was me. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that is Maria. That is beautiful. Because we're gonna we're gonna lean into, into all of that. So I'm inviting you to just step into this space of just beginning to ponder what are aspects of me that were not welcome in my family of origin, in my circles, in my tribe, in my spiritual circles, in my professional circles. What are aspects of me that are considered a little bit too much? What are emotions that were not allowed to be seen? What is it? You start knocking at the door of the shadow. So I'm inviting you to really look my voice is not welcome. That th this is Heather. Crystal also has anger. Authentic self. There's a there's someone that is saying authentic self. Teresa, this is really beautiful. So, I'm inviting you to literally step into this place where you acknowledge the existence of an ecosystem of parts. When you think about yourself, I'm inviting you to imagine of yourself to to to. To relate to yourself, the wholeness of who you are as an ecosystem of parts, some that are operating consciously and some that are operating in the unconscious. Because one thing that I want to bring up here, the shadow is not passive. The shadow is not a, a passive entity. It is something that is right here within you that is operating very unconsciously. I'm going to take an example. Very often, people that have repressed anger, they have another way of discharging the anger. They have another way of working it out because all the aspects of consciousness wants to be expressed. So very often, when triggered, they can happen to be passive-aggressive. They can happen to poke a little bit here and there. They can happen to, for many men that I've worked with, they can happen to use, um, you know, sex as a way to discharge anger when they feel like they are not allowed to express it. So there are many mechanisms that we use to express the shadow. And 
there is a beautiful, there are beautiful attributes that are necessary when we lean into the sacred work of shadow work. And before we even lean in there, I want to scratch the surface of the shadow for many of you. And I'm going to ask you a few questions that I'm going to invite you to, to answer instinctively, just like naturally, almost intuitively, without thinking. And the first question is, what I tend to keep secret about myself is, I'm just inviting you to complete the sentence. What I tend to keep secret about myself is, and you just voice in there what comes up naturally. If you start double thinking, you are already self-censoring. What I often keep secret about myself is, what I tend to keep secret about myself is, in relationship, in relationships, what I'm the most afraid of letting my partner see is, in romantic relationships, what I'm most afraid of letting my partner see is, and just voice it, whatever that may be. This is you knocking at the door. This is you being in the place where you are saying, hey, I'm willing to see what is here. Let me see what is here. The emotions that I have a hard time expressing or feeling or being with are, I see um, for Bonnie, for example, I was um, being told you're too sensitive. My needs are overwhelming. There is so much that we usually just keep in this shadow self. So I'm inviting you to just be present with it. Now, we can also be extremely terrified about our own power and our own light. So I'm inviting you to ponder these other questions. If I fully heal, I am afraid. And just complete the sentence. If I fully heal, I am afraid that. And what you're going to find out is, wow, you begin to become aware of another layer of conditioning that is operating that you didn't really know was here or you wasn't really conscious was here. If I fully heal, I am afraid that. I've often heard people tell me, if I fully heal, I'm afraid that I will have to, to, to change my relationship. I've often heard people tell me, if I really let myself heal, I am afraid that I will have to change the work that I'm doing. I cannot be my full self and still be here. So it starts bringing to the surface a lot more of what is operating within you. And it's such a ruthless, it is such a ruthless experience of beginning to honestly question where you are operating from. Another part is, if I fully reclaim my power, I'm afraid. When I was going through that initial phase at the beginning for me, and we're talking about maybe six years ago, if I fully heal, I'm afraid I'm going to have to close my business. 
I'm afraid I'm going to have to part ways with my business partners. At the time I was involved in the business, we had business partners who were owning a gym in Montreal. I despised the whole experience. And part of me knew it. So with this awareness, very often, you what happens is you cannot unknow what you know. The more you just dive into the shadow, the more you begin to question the, what is actually here, that part of you was afraid to really come to terms with. What you realize is there is an invitation to invite once again integrity in your life. And here are four, three attributes. I'm going to call them three sacred attributes that are so important as you knock at the door of shadow work. The first one, a ruthless degree of awareness, radical honesty. Are you willing to see? And are you willing to make peace with what you see? Are you willing to ask the difficult questions to yourself? When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Here is a very difficult question. If I truly let myself to forgive, I am afraid. If I truly let myself forgive, I've heard some people tell me, if I truly let myself forgive, I'm afraid I won't have leverage anymore. And this is just, a, it is such a ruthless realization because you, you see, hey, I kept myself in this place where my heart is not in the now moment. My heart is still rehashing a lot of things just because part of me is attached to having leverage. Part of me is attached to telling a family member, hey, remember? Remember what happened there? Remember? If I've heard people tell me, if I truly heal, I'm afraid I'm going to have another thing that will happen to heal, another thing that will come up. I'm afraid something else will come to take the place of what I have to heal at the moment, and I don't want that. It is crazy how the subconscious mind just happens to create a lot of meaning around the circumstances that we navigate. And this is you just being at a place where you are willing to enter radically. Let me see what is here. So that's the first thing. Am I willing to see? Am I willing to be curious? Am I willing to have a, a radical degree of a radical degree of honesty with myself? And the second step that 
is important before after that step of awareness is a huge degree of acceptance, awareness, and then acceptance. What do I mean by acceptance? Acceptance is you being at a place where you are not available for using anything that you're becoming aware of to create a meaning that you are unworthy, that you are not enough. Acceptance is you being able to step in a place, hey, this new awareness is here. It is what it is, and that is okay. Acceptance has nothing to do with complacency. Acceptance is not complacency. Complacency is you getting into a place where you are basically surrendering the need or surrendering the desire to make a change in your life. But acceptance is not complacency. Acceptance is you seeing something and you choosing, I am not going to use it to undermine my self-esteem. I am not going to invest any of my energy in trying to resist this. This is what it is for now. And that is absolutely okay. And that is so necessary because very often we live in the paradigm of blame, shame, and punishment. What do I mean by that? When we notice, oh, something is not operating for my highest good within me, we have a tendency to want to beat ourselves up. We have a tendency to want to um, break it down or get rid of it or, you know, just like shame ourselves. When you bring in the energy of acceptance, you come back to this place of neutrality. And from this place of neutrality, when you notice, hey, this is a pattern that is here and that's okay. I release the need to fight against this pattern. I release the need to undermine my worthiness because of this pattern. And now I'm choosing instead to invest all of my energy into reparenting myself where it's needed and in integrating a new way of being. That is the energy of acceptance, in my opinion. And now after acceptance, the beautiful space that is needed is compassion. What do I mean by compassion here? I see where this comes from. I see where this comes from. And because I see where this comes from, I release the need to shame myself for it. There is an aspect of seeing that is necessary in compassion when you begin to open the door of the shadow so that you may disrupt the voice of the inner critic. Like, wow, I see where it's coming from. There is some historical aspect to every shadow element. Let's, for example, take the, the case of Maria that was saying, my anger, my anger was not welcome. It wasn't welcome. You know, it's something that I've had to suppress to a certain degree. And getting into a place where you see, wow, in my family of origin, as a, as a woman, you were just not allowed to be angry. You had to be polite. You had to look good and not hurt. You had to be this. You had to be that. But you just couldn't be angry. I see where that comes from, where that comes from. I see why I suppressed it. And I am no longer available for blaming myself, for you know, shaming myself for it. This is the energy. This is, and I take so much time on these three things because if you don't do this, you will get into the shadow and you will just unleash such difficult energy of self-shaming, 
self-blaming of guilt and feeling not good enough. And that wouldn't help your journey. Something else that is also necessary as you lean into this journey of shadow work is learning how to become the observer. Really learning how to become the observer. What do I mean by the observer? The observer is practicing being a witness of all that is here in any given moment. If you identify, for example, with your shame or with your anger, you lose touch with the rest of who you are. When you identify with an element of the whole, I'm inviting you to keep in mind you are the ecosystem. You are not just one single manifestation of the ecosystem. You are the whole ecosystem that is expressed in every now moment in a different fashion. In one moment, anger can be the experience, but it's not who you are. So when every often, very often when people say, I am angry, I would rather invite you to say, anger is here. Or I am experiencing anger. This is you learning the language of the observer. Instead of saying, I am so sad, you can start saying, hey, I'm experiencing so much sadness in this moment. Like there is so much sadness in here. There is so much sadness in my body. There is so much sadness that I'm processing in this moment, that I'm experiencing in this moment. And here is what you just created as well, through voicing things this way. You just give yourself some healthy distance to not feel consumed by what you are experiencing here in any given moment. So what is the whole journey of shadow work? What is the whole point? All righty. So what's the point? Let's dive into what's the point. The invitation here is to get to a place where you are not anymore leading your life from your shadow. Whatever you are not aware of, it has the capacity to run the show in your life. What do I mean by that? Let me take an example. Let me take an example. Let's say you are in a situation, you, are in, um, you have a partner, and it's Christmas time. It can happen to be triggering for many people. Your mom calls you and she says something that just triggers you massively. For some reason, it just brings up a whole lot of anger, you know, and you are at this place where you decided to suppress. You decided to suppress that anger. You know, so because you decided to suppress this anger and because one of your ways of discharging anger, let's say it's past being passive aggressive. So you have your mask of being passive aggressive and your partner tells you, let's say your partner now at home tells you, why are you angry? And you get offended, almost attacked after the call. This is now after the call. Something happened on the call with your mom. And you are angry. Something happened. You got triggered. You are angry right now. Feeling this dense energy that you discharge to being passive aggressive. And you're not even aware of it. But your partner that is, in, that is intimate with you sees you and like, why are you angry? What just happened? And you feel offended. Because being told that you are angry gets, it triggers you even more because it is something that you had to suppress. So there is a protection mechanism that kicks in, which is, I'm not angry. What are you talking about? I'm not angry. Whereas the reality is 
you may actually be angry in this now moment, but you really just do not want to confess that anger is here, that you are experiencing anger. Therefore, you are almost kind of lashing out, being passive aggressive with your partner. And this is how we start being run by, by the shadow. I'm sorry. So the intention is get to a place where you are willing to have an honest look, to look at this is what is here, and to also get to a place where you start transmuting. And I'm going to come back on this word transmuting, the intensity of emotion that often comes with a shadow when you meet a shadow element, when you meet a part of you that you had disowned. Getting into a place where you are able to hold space for all of that gives you the capacity to be able to respond from a heart-centered place. And this is really what I would like to talk about. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're gonna love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I feel like we've had a question here. Is it possible to give to give our shadow self too much power? Too much power? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is very often something that happens. You know, very often some people are going to get into a place where they may give to their, they may have this attitude. If I do not integrate everything that is in my shadow, I can't live fully. I often see that. And it creates some sort of obsession with like meeting fully the shadow. I'm inviting you to think about the yin and yang will the yin and yang picture, and to keep that in mind as an aspect of human consciousness that by design, that by design, we are meant 
to have an aspect of our psyche that is working in the back office. That by design, I'm inviting you to think about the intention is not to integrate all of the shadow. In my opinion, if you want to integrate all of the shadow, you need to die. If I'm going to be fully honest, only in that space of like returning to spirit, returning to God, you can say, I have no shadow anymore, in my opinion. But as a human being, your evolution, your transformation will naturally bring to your awareness, hey, there is something that is not working in my life in this moment. There is something that is not operating well. Let's also explore if it has its origin in the shadow. And that is the attitude that I'm inviting you to have. Like when something starts being dysfunctional, it's not really working the way you like, um, you would like it to work. Can you allow yourself as well? Because very often we have this attitude. Let me just change my mindset. Let me just vibrate higher. Let me just get to it. And which is great. I'm not here to undermine it. Let me just vibrate higher. Let me just like change my mindset which is beautiful, but sometimes the, the journey of going higher in terms of elevation needs to match another journey of getting deeper with depth. So this is really what the, the work of, you know, doing shadow work is. So I really love that question. It is Anne-Marie. I really love the question. Thank you. Are the I am experiencing statements also the way that shadow work does not interfere with manifesting the law of attraction? Powerful question. Beautiful question. So the, the I am experiencing are ways to not stick your identity to an, um, a fleeting experience because you are not a fleeting experience. You are not anger. You are not sadness. Sadness is some feedback from your body or from your soul, if you choose to see it this way. I'm inviting you to relate to emotions as feedback. Like this is your body. This is your soul communicating something with you. So you are not the, ex you are not the experience. You are not the message. So you are this. I'm inviting you to look at yourself as the space where all of this is coming from. You are the one experiencing. And it's a way to create space for you not to identify with an, a fleeting experience. How does shadow work relate to the whole journey, you know, to manifestation and the law of attraction? Really beautiful question because so many people are under the impression if I dive into the shadow, my frequency, my vibration is going to tank. I'm going to lose myself, be consumed by all of this. Personal experience here, there has never been something that increased my frequency more than doing shadow work from a heart-centered perspective. What I mean by that, when you are doing shadow work, you are descending light. And I mean that very radically. You are taking the light of awareness. I'm inviting you to think about awareness as light. When you bring awareness literally 
When you are aware of something that was operating within you that you didn't know about, you are descending light into your psyche. You are increasing your capacity to hold light. Let's just call it light for now. So you are actually healing your vibration, your frequency, as you do shadow work from a heart-centered space. As you do shadow work from a place where you are not letting yourself getting consumed by your patterns, if you do shadow work and then you create meanings of unworthiness about what you find out, then you're going to tank your, your energy, your frequency. If you do shadow work from the perspective of being compassionate with yourself, there is absolutely no way. There is absolutely no way you're going to tank your frequency and therefore not create in your life what you would like to create. So that's another beautiful question. So this is why I offer these key principles. Awareness, acceptance, compassion. They are key. Awareness, acceptance, compassion. And I'm inviting you to see yourself as practitioners. You're going to find out when you open the door of the shadow, what I'm really ashamed of in relationships is just um, maybe my body. What I tend to keep hidden is, you know, the ways I'm uncomfortable in my own body and all of that. And how as you're able to bring compassion in there, I see you. I see where this came from. I see how this got transferred to you. I see how you grew up in a space where all these demeaning comments about appearance were just like the culture. And I release the need to bring that over and over in my now experience. I release the need to bring that, to activate that belief again in my now experience. So it's so necessary to have that kind of like, um, you know, approach. And I saying, are there any tips on how to look at yourself honestly? Sometimes I can easily see it and laugh at myself. And other times I get defensive. So this is... It touches again what I just said, which is, hey, can you look at what is here and literally start using the holy language? And holy has nothing to do with religion here, but the holy language of compassion. And this is something that is very important as you lean into the work of shadow, as you lean into shadow work. The more you practice calling out your demons, I call them demons, quote unquote, you know, there is nothing negative. Um, I'm inviting you not to look at the shadow as an evil place. The more you practice naming your demons, I need a better word for demons. The more you practice um, naming your challenges, naming what is here, like, hey, I am experiencing, I think I'm being a little defensive at the moment. Let me just call myself out. I think I'm being a little bit defensive at the moment. Well, I, for some reason, I'm. I, I'm feeling some frustration here that I don't know where it's come if it's coming from, but I'm just feeling some frustration. Maybe I need some time to think of when you you practice calling out, really using your voice as an instrument of transformation. I'm experiencing this at the moment. This is here. And even in relation in relationships, as you're having a conversation, for some reason, I'm hearing you speak and I'm just feeling this tension in my body. I don't know where it's coming from. I have no idea where it's coming from. It gives you a certain degree of distance. It actually gives you the capacity to hold space for the inner experience without losing yourself. This is a tip that I would have for you, Anna. Um, and uh, just like 
getting into a place where you are calling this forth. Um, there are some, some other beautiful questions here. I would like to lean into when you do shadow work, you are being authentic and that raises your vibration. Beautiful, Teresa. I really love it. You're connecting to your heart. Absolutely. Um, when you identify it, you can start to work on it. Those are really beautiful things. I would like to go through um, what I call dense emotions. And in this category of dense emotions, I am putting anger, sadness, guilt, shame, maybe even grief. And very often people would call these emotions negative emotions. And I'm inviting, I'm offering this, re, this reframe, a dense emotion, difficult emotion. But please, from now on, I'm inviting you to be mindful of how you use the word negative in relationship to these emotions, because you are giving them a power that they don't even want to have. You are giving them a power over you that they don't even want to have. Literally, it's as if you are not giving yourself permission to approach them with the openness of heart that would be necessary for you to shift powerfully in your experience. And there is something that I offered um, and that I suppose Kelsey is going to send you, what I call the Emotional Alchemy Journal. It is a tool that will help you understand the invitation of every one of these dense emotions and to understand what do I do with this? What do I do with these emotions? How do I work it out? Like, do I just let it consume me? What is my, what, what is my job here? How can I have some degree of agency when anger is here, sadness is here, guilt is here, shame is here? What do I do? As a first-time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. So very often when we do shadow work, the things that we had to hide that we had to put on the shadow are very often things that we were shamed for. They are very often things that we were criticized for. They are very often emotions that we have a hard time being with, dealing with. So there is a lot of density around the shadow that a lot of people just have a hard time approaching with, a, with an open heart. And here is what I found out. As you give yourself permission to approach the shadow with an open heart, your capacity to lead your life from your heart expands dramatically. So I'd like to start, for example, with an emotion like anger. Very often people see anger like a destructive force. That this is something that will just create a fire, create conflict. It's something that is aggressive. It is something that brings up hostility. And I'm inviting you to look at anger 
as a guardian of power, not as a hostile force. And there is a lot of cultural conditioning around anger, which is it is going to hurt people because we associated navigating anger with the heart closed. We associate navigating anger with a heart closed. And when you navigate anger with a closed heart, what happens is it can turn into hostility. It can turn into aggression. You remove your capacity to care about the person that you're talking to, about the person that you're interacting with. And if you remove your capacity to care about the person that you're interacting with, anger becomes very lethal. It becomes a fire that loses control. So a lot of people, a lot of like, very often, what I often say, all everyone that is invested in trying to get you to suppress your anger is also invested in trying to control you. I'm just inviting you to think about it. Because anger is the power that surges within you that is inviting you to say, Hey, there is there is something about this whole situation that is not in alignment with my integrity. And please take action. Voice a boundary. Assert yourself in one way. If you do not reclaim a healthy relationship with your anger, you will not be able to voice a boundary. It is that fuel that gets you into a place where, who this is not working for me anymore. This it's just not working for me anymore. From now on, this for us to have a harmonious relationship, things need to shift. You know, we need to restructure this relationship if I'm going to bring all of who I am in this um, new relationship. So anger, when you learn, when you practice opening your heart as you're expressing anger, when you practice bringing in compassion as you're expressing anger, it turns into a powerful force that gets you into a place where you can really create change in your life. What can that sound like? Let's say this is a situation where one of your lover or family member, you know, really got you so angry. And it is so much here. You just cannot suppress it anymore. And you can be at a place where you can say, you know what? I really need you to hear it. I love you. I love you tremendously, but it's so much. It is so important for me that we get into a place that this behavior or whatever you did here changes. It is so important for me so that we can, or it is so important for you and I to have a harmonious relationship. For you and I to have a harmonious relationship, it is so important that you honor this space. It is so important that this boundary gets honored. So it gets you into a place where you can really honor anger and at the same time still care. And you're going to find that in that journal as well. It's just giving yourself permission to understand what is the invitation here. You start to understand how oh, my boundary, my integrity has been breached somehow. And now when we lean into emotions like grief, Grief is, um, I know it's a very difficult emotion for many people, but I'm going to give an analogy for grief. I'm inviting you to think about a physical wound. And maybe we're not going to have enough time to go through all of these different emotions and to really detail them. You're going to receive them in the, the, the journal. 
Grief, in my opinion, is the equivalent of the scab that forms on a wound. Imagine you have a physical wound. You know, you cut yourself and then you have this crust that is forming on top of that wound. Here's something that is very interesting about the crust, about the scab. If you take it off too early, you reopen the wound. If you are a little too brutal with the scab, you reopen the wound. If you try to scratch it, if you try to remove it, if you try to, I don't know, the scab, it has a purpose. It has a purpose. And it has a purpose to shield the wound. And it has the purpose to help the wound heal. And it falls off when it's ready to fall. Very often, people are not willing to give themselves the space to experience grief. In my experience, grief is one of the emotions that you do not process. It is one of the emotions that you let process you. What, because what grief wants to do, it wants to squish your heart. It wa- I call it the emotional purge. And this is the reason why when you go through grief, you're going to experience sadness, anger. You're going to experience the whole spectrum at times. Sometimes you're going to have these moments of elation even. Like, why am I happy? You're going to wonder, like, why Why am I happy? I don't understand why I'm happy. You're going to go through, like, from anger to sadness and in, in a split second at times. So it is a process of emotional purging. And also it wants to reopen your heart. It really wants to reopen your heart. And the more you go through that journey of letting the scab form around your heart, because literally this is what is happening. There is a scab forming around your heart. And at some point it's going to fall when it's ready you are able to dive again into deep connection with this now moment. Very often when you see people on the other side of grief, they will tell you, I didn't know that really enjoying my life was still a possibility for me. But guess what? Yesterday, I just felt such a deep degree of joy. I didn't know I could feel that again. I thought all was gone for me. Very often, you're going to feel people on the other side of grief. They will tell you how open they feel if they truly allow themselves to let grief process them. So here is a beautiful invitation when it comes to working with all of these dense emotions. The more you allow yourself to bring a ruthless degree of openness, a ruthless degree of compassion, a ruthless degree of like observing even the emotion. And the, uh, the more you practice, here's a keyword in everything that we're going to do today. A keyword here is compassion. When you are not allowing the experience of whatever you're going through to suppress your capacity to care either about yourself or about the other person. If you remove your capacity to care, compassion is gone. If you bring your capacity to care in the experience of what you're going through, then there is compassion that is available. And therefore, you have the capacity to let the beautiful alchemy of compassion happen. What do I mean by the alchemy of compassion? 
It's you. <coughs> I'm sorry, I tried to talk too fast. It's you getting into a place where you witness the density of anger. You witness the density of grief. You witness the density of shame. And I'm going to talk about shame for a second. You witness the density of shame. And you let it be here without trying to battle it. And what you do when you allow yourself to bring compassion, this is what I'm experiencing in this moment. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm unworthy, that I'm feeling grief at the moment. It doesn't mean that I don't know how to handle my emotions. I don't know how to keep it together. It has nothing to do with this. This is the, the experience of my body in this moment. And that is absolutely okay. When you bring that experience of compassion, you give permission to the emotion to shift, to transmute, to turn into, I want to call it, um, life force that allows you to really be more here in this now moment. So this is what I would like to say about um, all of these emotions. You're going to have some more in the, the, the journal to go through. But here's one thing that I would like to say about shame, because shame is arguably one of the emotions that a lot of people meet tremendously as they go through the journey of shadow work. Shame about the body, shame about the femininity, masculinity, shame about their emotions, shame about what they did in the past, shame, shame, shame. There is such a culture of shame and punishment that we are moving away from. So when you initiate this journey of shadow work, there is a lot of meeting shame. And the, the, we have a silent enabler of shame within us, very often the inner critic. And we tend to look at the inner critic as, again, a negative force. Here is a perspective that I would like to bring up for you as you really do the journey of shadow work. And somebody talked about the law of attraction that has a tenet, which is, um, you know, think positively. Really thinking positively, in my opinion, is bringing that positivity about everything about you. If there is an inner experience that you are seeing as negative, in my opinion, you are looking at it from the wrong aspect or from an inaccurate perspective. So what do I mean? Everything about your inner experience wants to work for you. In my opinion, there is no opposing force that is truly at work within you. And even the patterns that you would see as the most destructive behind it, there is very often a part of you that is operating from wanting safety or wanting to preserve itself, wanting to, pre to protect you. Very often, you're going to find out if you put yourself in the right perspective, all of these aspects of who you are, even those that were suppressed in the shadow, none of them, they really wanted to hurt you. They just had a skewed definition of safety or a skewed definition of love. And very often, this is what is happening. We operate from false definitions of safety or false definitions of power or false definitions of love. And when we realign with like, 
a truer perspective of what is actually safety. The more you grow in terms of like power and healing, your definition of safety needs to expand. Safety is not hiding anymore. It's not suppressing your voice anymore. The more you start healing, safety must become actually you voicing the boundaries that you need, you being in alignment with your authentic self, because if not, you go, it's going to feel more painful to betray yourself. So now safety has changed its definition. Safety is you staying true to yourself because if you don't, you feel pain. So I'm re I really want to voice it this way. Now let's go back to shame. Shame, in my opinion, when you put it in the right perspective, it's an invitation to let the voice of your conscience come up even more. What do I mean by that? Very often, something that we do with shame, which, which is guilt, for example, we said, I did something bad or there's something wrong with me when we really deep dive into the experience of shame. What we really want to bring up is the voice of our conscience. Like maybe I did something here. Maybe I did something here that was not appropriate. And I give myself grace for it. And now I ask myself, what is the most appropriate action? Maybe I did something that was not appropriate in terms of like, hey, um, not taking a stand for myself or dishonoring someone else or dishonoring myself. And instead of shaming myself, there is an opportunity to let the voice of conscience come up and to maybe reparent myself. Very often behind the shameful thoughts that we hold, there is a powerful invitation to reparent yourself. Like, okay, there is something here that is not working for me anymore. There is something here that is not honoring who I'm trying to become. What is the new perspective? How can my conscience speak here? How can I have it operate with more compassion for myself and more compassion for the other person here? This is really what happens. It becomes a beautiful journey of like self-exploration. And this is what I'm inviting you to, um, to lean into. As you go through all these different emotional experiences, what happens when you understand the highest calling of the emotion you are able to transmute the experience. And this is what I call emotional alchemy. Instead of being something that cripples you, it starts being something that expands you. You start understanding, okay, I'm feeling this. Therefore, this is the experience, the invitation, maybe reparenting myself. I'm feeling anger. Therefore, this, this is the, 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 the invitation to remember, maybe I forgot to set a boundary or maybe there's an unspoken boundary that is actually needed. I am feeling grief. Whew, this is the sacred purge. So I really need to give myself space at times to really let it flow without creating a meaning of unworthiness, without creating a meaning I'm not good enough, without adding any layer of judgment on top of myself. You start understanding this is the invitation. There's nothing wrong here with me. Let me just process it in the, in the appropriate way. So this is just kind of laying a foundation for deeper shadow work. And I understand in um, one hour, we may not necessarily um, have the full capacity to dive in depth, but I, I would like to, I would like, well, to, to do all, we can do all of shadow work in one hour, um, but this is just like, hey, laying the foundation. But I would like to 
if we have time, Kelsey, you let me know. Do we have 15 minutes to just close this um, experience with a tiny inner journey? Do we have 15 minutes for that or 10 minutes? Yeah, let's do it. Good. Perfect. All righty. So I'm inviting all of you to just sit comfortably as best you can. And um, maybe casually. And if you're not at a place where you really have, if you're driving, please don't do it. Um, Don't close your eyes. Maybe just listen. Um, If you have the capacity to close your eyes to be with us, then I'm inviting you to do it. And we're going to go through a simple inner journey. I'm inviting you to close your eyes right now and to just come back into your body as best you can. To close your eyes and to come back into your body. And as you start breathing slowly, as you start breathing deeply, I'm just inviting you to welcome this breath, this wind of life into your body. And as your breath starts flowing even more, with every inhale, allow it to reach deeper within you. And every single time you are exhaling, Let your whole body soften even more. And I'm inviting you to keep breathing slowly, keep breathing deeply. And with your next inhale, I'm inviting you to start directing your breath towards your heart, imagine as best you can that as you're breathing in, your heart is inflating. And that as you're breathing out, your heart is softening even more. And I'm inviting you to keep going with this heart-centered breath. And I'm inviting you to imagine yourself descend in your own chest. Imagine that you are standing inside of your own chest. And imagine that you are opening your eyes inside and you are seeing your majestic heart in front of you. It is standing there powerfully like a building, majestic, pumping inside of you, a vortex of life, a vortex of love inside of you. And I'm inviting you to come a little closer And this part of you never betrayed you. This heart of yours is not equipped to betray you. It never missed a beat since you're still here. 
and it was never truly broken. It was only burdened by the feelings you didn't know how to process. And it's right here for you right now, ready for this sacred reclamation. And as you keep going and coming closer, it feels as if your heart is opening up to let you in. I'm inviting you to feel that. You're coming closer, it's opening up and letting you in. And the beating and pumping of your heart is now turning into a humming, like a homecoming. As if you're entering a home you didn't know you had. Right here within you. And as you enter your heart, as you walk in here, there is a sacred door that is showing up in front of you. On this door is written, Inner Child with your name on it. And I'm inviting you to come a little closer. And on the other side of this door, you start feeling, it's not opened yet, but you already start feeling a presence, a younger presence of you. It's as if someone has been waiting for you here, a part of you that was suppressed in the shadow. A younger version of you that wasn't allowed to be seen, to be heard, to be expressed. And now you get to ask yourself, are you willing to open the door? Are you willing to reconcile with this version of you? And of course, you have the key to every single door in your heart. So if you choose to, Visualize yourself opening this door. And as you open this door, you start perceiving that younger self. And if the image is blurry, if you have a hard time seeing, I'm inviting you to say out loud, let me see you. I'm willing and ready to see you. You can say it out loud. And I'm inviting you to come a little closer. Can you see your younger eyes? And I'm inviting you to hold the hands of this younger self. And as you're holding these younger hands, you start feeling the emotions that were trapped into this young body. Of course, you share the same heart. The same heart that was beating for this younger self is the same heart that is still beating for you today. Are you willing to let yourself feel what this younger self could not express 
And we're going to go through a, thing, a small process to reconcile with that younger version of you. So I'm inciting, I'm inviting you to say out loud, I am sorry. I'm sorry I had to suppress you. I'm sorry, maybe you felt so alone. I'm inviting you to voice out loud things that are applicable to your own story. I'm sorry, part of you wasn't welcome. Maybe in my family of origin. I'm sorry I tried to run away from you. I'm sorry I didn't know how to deal with you. I'm sorry no one knew back then how to deal with you. And I'm inviting you to really hold this part of you tight. As you are coming to the awareness of an aspect of you that was suppressed. And maybe even asking for forgiveness. Please forgive me for running away from you. Please forgive me for believing. You may say it out loud as if you're talking to an aspect of you and reconciling with an aspect of you. Please forgive me for believing there was something wrong with you. Please forgive me for believing there was something inappropriate about you. And now you get to say as well, I am no longer available for suppressing you. I'm no longer available for running away from you. I am no longer available for believing there is something wrong with you. You get to voice it out loud. And I'm inviting you to finish with a statement of commitment. From now on, we are doing this together. From now on, I will be right here with you by your side. From now on, I choose to see you as a valid part of the whole of who I am. I'm inviting you to anchor that. And before we emerge from this small inner journey, I'm inviting you to visualize an aspect of you that is staying with this younger version of you, staying right there together. And this is symbolism for your subconscious mind, symbolism that a reconciliation is on the way. And as we slowly emerge from this room, visualize the door staying open, just as a signal that you are no longer available for having parts of who you are fragmented. And as you slowly emerge from your heart, 
I'm inviting you to look back at this beautiful heart of yours as a new sanctuary of healing within yourself. A sanctuary that you didn't know you had. A place where you get to come back over and over and over again. And please take a deep breath. And when you are ready, just slowly come back here in this moment. You can open your eyes. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to just come back here. And I also want to say there are so many different dimensions of this work. There are so many different ways of leaning into the shadow. And I took the door of the hinges. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> this is really amazing. Um, there are so many different dimensions when you lean into this work. And shadow work doesn't have only one language. So there is that conscious aspect of leaning into the work. And there are also aspects that are so experiential where you get to reconcile with yourself through the body. There are so many dim dimensions to shadow work. And it's my invitation is really to lean into this work with the spirit of a practitioner Lean into it with the spirit of a student. Lean into it with this, with a spirit of like openness. That would be my invitation. There is so much depth and also so much elevation that can happen if you really give yourself permission to enter this openly and compassionately. So I'd like to finish with that. I hope I was, it wasn't such a, it wasn't too boring of a presentation. Um, Amazing. Are you kidding me? Hold on. Hold on. We're on two at the same time. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, that was amazing. And I think ending it like that was really special. Like I said, I took the door off the hinges. I actually kicked it in. FYI, I like smashed it because I used my anger appropriately. <laughs> I love it. Well, Xavier, I don't want to take up more of your time, um, but I do want to make sure everybody knows that he's launching um, this next cohort of Integrate that's going to be starting in January. Can you explain to everybody what that is in case anybody wants to go on a deeper journey with this? Well, thank you so much for first just giving me the, um, the opportunity to talk about Integrate. Integrate is a, is a six-month journey. And just like the name of the, the, the package is it's a six month journey of like deep dive into the universe of like inner child work, shadow work. And what I like to call it is also a reclamation of your golden shadow. What I call the golden shadow is the light that it was never safe to fully reclaim. Mm -hmm. The light that maybe even terrifies you. The light that you happen to experience through other people. You know, the light that you experience through people that you admire, whether, it's, whether they are spiritual, um, um, external, you know, 
manifestations of goodness, whatever goodness means to you, spiritual people or people in power, whatever that may look like, just people you admire. And you may even happen to envy at times. There's something really powerful about this window of envy, this portal of envy. It really shows you things that are available to you and that for some reason you are in disbelief and you don't truly believe this is also accessible. So Integrate is a deep dive into all of that, a deep dive into really what it looks like to live your your life from your heart and not your wounds. So we, we, we dive deep into all the survival archetypes that may be running your life at a, at a given moment. What I mean by that is, you know, all the ways you may still be sacrificing your your integrity in order to receive safety. And we often call that the prostitute archetype that we all have. I'm sorry about the name. Um, the, the, the child archetype, all the ways you may still be holding to old wounds and dragging them into the now moment and how we can really get to meet the child and to really heal at a deeper level. And all the ways you may still be disowning authority in your own life, like waiting for someone to come fix things for you, fantasizing about someone coming and fixing magically your life. This is the language of the child of the child. Um, the, the, the victim archetype that so many people are familiar with and me included, which is all the ways we externalize power, all the ways we um, don't want to or we feel, challenged by what it would look like if we truly reclaimed our power. And also this the saboteur archetype, which is all the ways we distrust our light, all the ways we are so afraid of leaning into our power. And we trust very often, this is something that I've seen, we trust our shadows more than we trust our light. We trust our limitations more than we trust our light. We trust our limitations to keep us safe. We do not trust our power to keep us safe. We have no evidence. So many people are living from that experience. If I'm truly that, if I really allow myself to feel this way, I'm afraid I may lose my people. I'm afraid I may have to restructure a lot of things in my life. So integrated a deep dive for a six months in that this ocean and also a journey of like powerful reclamation of your heart and your power so that's how i can describe integrate and um it's a it's a, it's a very intimate journey we usually traditionally we bring we just have 12 people in integrate and um that's what i can say about it it's starting on it's starting in january january 12 and we have recently opened enrollment mm -hmm. so if you are feeling resonance and this is really what i'm i'm interested in i love working with people that that resonate deeply with the nature of this work if you're feeling resonance with this um you may i don't know if you find me on instagram you can check the link in bio it is in there somewhere or on my website. You're going to find it as well. XavierDagba.com. On Instagram, XavierDagba. You can find me there and check it in the link in bio. Well, I want to say, Maria, thank you for letting me share that. in your uh, Thank you. And we'll put your Instagram in the summary of this episode so everybody can find it. But I think I speak for everyone. Thank you for yeah. taking your very precious time to spend with us and to help us. So good. I can't wait to have some time with Xavier myself. 
Um, I feel a little bit robbed that I didn't get to do his interview, but uh, our time is a coming. In the meantime, friends, tomorrow we have Yogini Jima and then it's Labor Day weekend, friends. And uh, be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.